Kiora and welcome to episode Rima number five. Uh, I have a lot to cover in this podcast, so I'll just quickly share what's coming up and then we'll get into it. So most of this podcast is an interview I had today with a friend of mine, Ariana Coldy. She is on her own journey of learning uh, more about Maori culture and to Rio, and part of that journey has been a couple of years studying around social poli- uh, policies regarding Maori people. Also, I want to take a wee bit of time to talk about the Topor rap video I made. If you didn't see on Facebook, it sort of went low-key viral in New Zealand anyway. So I just want to quickly take some time to talk about that. Also, I teased on the Facebook page that I had some exciting news to share, which that's related to the video I made as well. And I should probably say it's mostly exciting for me, but I don't know. Hopefully, you'll be excited for me. So... The podcast is going to be a little bit longer today simply because Ariana had so much good insight and knowledge to share that I just wanted to um, keep most of it in, so I haven't edited much out of this one. Uh, But if you're interested in the discussion around the state of the Māori people, culture and language in New Zealand, then you should really enjoy this. So let's get straight into it. I am talking with uh, Ariana Kauri. Uh, She's a friend of mine. Um, How are you doing? Really good. I'm great. Thank you. So, uh, you're Māori yourself, mm-hmm. if that's correct. Um, I was wondering if you could sort of just tell me a bit about your background. Like, are your parents Māori? Or? Yes, so my dad's Māori. Yep. Um, my mum isn't. Okay. And our iwis are like Nantahu, which is from down south. Okay. And Te Atiawa, which is near Waikanae. And we uh, have quite a lot of like family get-togethers where we talk about um, our Māori ancestors and um, history because it's quite it's quite rich. Like when when you're actually able to kind of find that information or find family members that have that information, uh, you're actually able to find out a lot. So from your perspective and and you know with your history and background, what does the Māori culture and and all that what does that mean to you? Like is that quite important to you? For me, like it is really important. Um, it's also something I don't feel like I know enough about. Uh, recently both my brother and I have uh, kind of gone on this journey where we've been trying to find out more about um, our Māori um, ancestors and history. Uh, just, well, as it was last year actually my um, nan passed away my, on my dad's side and we went to her um, like funeral and we're staying at the marae and we were just kind of there amongst all of our family because it's quite a big big family and we just kind of realised that there's so much uh, that we just had no idea about. Um, yeah. You know, So many of them were able to speak in Māori to each other and they were able to talk about these particular ancestors who had an impact on the way that we were able to live our lives, like the, the battles they kind of fought or like the political battles they even fought. Yeah, part of the reason I'm doing this podcast is mm. I sort of had this realisation that um, I was born in New Zealand, I, I call this place my home I feel like yeah. I'm a New, Ze- New Zealander uh, but yeah I just I've never been taught or had mm. very little exposure to the Maori culture or anything and so mm. it's it's interesting to hear that someone like yourself who, who does have Maori an- uh, ancestry and history mm. you also sort of um, would you say kind of didn't get taught it growing up as much as you might have liked, liked yeah to have definitely yeah. I think I think we had our I mean the place where we learned it was definitely at our um, family get-togethers yeah. Um, probably like every few months we'd um, go to our marae and um, learn some things. But when you're only a, a little child, like I can remember them, but I also remember being like, we were sitting there for hours, you know, and like being like, 
like, this is a lot of information to take in, like, you're thinking about other things. But now I look back on that and I think, man, that's so, so, we're so lucky, to yeah. have, like, really privileged to have that because I know some of my friends um, who are Māori just, like, you know, the information's just been a little bit lost. Like, they can find it, definitely, but it, it, it requires work. And um, there are people out there who have really been fighting to get that information, I guess, as well, and to be able to pass it on. Um, but I do think it's a collective kind of, we have a responsibility to find it, but also it's hard because a lot of the Māori people are still feeling the repercussions of being oppressed. Yeah. I've always wondered, or, or I mean, I should say that since I've sort of started this journey for myself, I, I've begun to wonder if, with you growing up and and being Māori, did you ever have any sort of sense of um, your culture not being valued, or was there any sort of sense of did you did you feel any kind of racism towards it, um, anything like that? Well, for me, I grew up in a school that was um, predominantly Maori and Pacific Island. Okay. Um, once I grew up in that school, I definitely didn't find it. Obviously, um, yeah. our Kapahaka group was like full blown, and so was our um, poly group, and um, we had Maori classes, and um, so I definitely didn't didn't feel it then. But before then, um, you know, like kids would say things like, "When you're learning about the Treaty of Waitangi, like, why does it matter? Like, you know, things I don't even actually believe. They don't even yeah. know, but they've heard their parents say it, or um, and so then you're kind of going into it like, yeah, why does it matter? I'd like to hear about what it is you're studying. Oh, yes. So, so yeah, just run me through what, what you've been doing for the last couple of years. Um, so I'm doing a Bachelor of Arts at Victoria University, and my majors are Public Policy and Sociology, um, and under Sociology comes Social Policy, so I've really, I'm really drawn to policy side of things, which, um, for people who don't know what policy is, it kind of, it looks at, um, an issue like a, an issue would be should all students have to learn today in school? That would be a policy issue, and then you kind of find the research around it, whether they should or shouldn't, um, who is involved, and anyway, so that's kind of, and then you make suggestions as to what what the government should do in regards to that problem. Um, okay. So that's what I do in my in all my classes, and um, so what I've been studying a lot is to do with the unequal distribution of hardship for Māori people in New Zealand um, because in a lot of the in housing and health um, and imprisonment rates and education um, any, any basically any social issue you can kind of think of Māori always are overly represented right. in terms of the percentage number of them and the, um, the negative kind of impacts that it has on people yeah I was just reading an article last night, I don't know if you saw it, and it was talking about, um, uh, I don't know who it is, but I think a politician or an MP or whatever, uh, wants to make a prison 100% for Māori. Right. Did you, I don't know if you saw that. I didn't um, see that, no. And so, yeah, the idea is to take one of New Zealand's prisons and it would yeah. be completely for Māori so that to help rehabilitate, rehabilitate yeah. them. Yeah. Um, because it, it shared a stat in the article, which I, I couldn't believe, was that out of the um, complete amount of people in prison in, in New yeah. Zealand, 51% are yeah. Māori. Are Māori, yeah. yeah. Uh, the only um, other country that kind of is similar to us in the rate that 
um, their minority groups are imprisoned is America. Okay. Um, where New Zealand has a really strong belief that people will need to be punished and put into prison. Right. And most of those people, yeah, are Māori. I mean, Māori are about 13%, I think, is that, of the New Zealand population. Wow. So the 51%, it's huge. That's, that's a really big issue then, eh? That, yeah, it's a that's... huge issue. So I've had a bit of a crazy week this past week. You may remember last week's episode. I played a song I had made in my podcast, the Topor song, and I shared a video on the Facebook page. And, well, that video got picked up by NewsHub and Stuff.co.nz, and it went low-key viral in New Zealand, uh, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, it's also now been on MyFM's Facebook page and More FM. It it's just gone crazy the amount of exposure it's had which has been so cool uh, last I checked and I have been checking a lot uh, it's had over 13 and a half thousand views um, in a week also between all the different posts and, and things on Facebook it's had over um, one and a half thousand shares it's had loads of likes and comments thousands of reactions on Facebook and yeah it's just gone crazy it's, and like I say it's been so much fun watching all that um, but I just wanted to say like when I recorded that song and made the video I just I had no idea it would become what it's become um, so I did a, quite a rush job on it like I, I made it in three three days um, when I recorded the song and made the video I obviously I had no idea how big it would get how many people would end up seeing it and I was just doing a rush job um, I made it in a couple of days because because I was just trying to get good marks on a podcasting assignment I was doing for radio school. Uh, so there were a number of mistakes I made in the pronunciation of different words. Uh, but yeah, you know, a handful of people pointed out the different mistakes I made um, with the Māori pronunciation. Uh, but that's all good. Um, I mean, the whole idea behind the video was to promote the language. And with every episode of the podcast, I've been wanting to start a discussion with people around the Māori culture and te reo, te reo, and this video, it's definitely done that. Um, I've had friends and complete strangers contact me saying that they want to learn the language or they're on their own journey to some degree. And that's just been so cool to hear. Also, in terms of like the comments and, and the different things I got, there were very, very few uh, negative or critical comments um, that people made. Most people were really kind and seemed to like it. So I just want to say thank you so much. It was it's just been crazy to see the response it's had and a lot of you have just been well i mean pretty much every single one of you has just been so kind and your responses have just been amazing so let's get back to the interview have you heard about the um the highway in Kapiti? yeah in Kapiti, yeah and the controversy around the, the place name yeah and so there were people complaining that they wouldn't be able to pronounce the names mm. yes i saw the that. names yeah mm. so one of the um the place names is Kakakura, okay. which is uh, is named after a um, a Maori politician from a few kind of generations back um, called Weeprata Te Kakakura. Okay, and uh, he uh, was he was one of the the first um, Maori politicians to kind of use the um, the Treaty of Waitangi. And the thing is, is that he his father was one of the people who were a part of the Treaty of Waitangi. So wow. he was really a part of it. He understood it. He um, knew what it stood for and knew what the Māori people believed it meant. Yeah. And um, he tried to um, claim land back because the land that was taken back, taken from him um, or his people yeah. um, under the Treaty of Waitangi. Right. But the, even back then, so this was, I'm not actually sure the years, but it was, 
it was only like one generation after the Treaty of Waitangi was, was signed, um, the government said that the Treaty of Waitangi was um, a nullity, so it had no meaning, it had no stand in yeah. an actual political court. Um, yeah, I, I've just seen people talk about you know this person, and I just kind of like I knew some of the history of um, him in the Treaty of Waitangi. He's like quite an important put a person in New Zealand history. But yeah, he uh, was, and he was really smart and um, could speak fluent English and fluent Māori and was very charismatic. I don't know if you've heard, I think it's called The Great, I've got it in my in my room, but it's called like The Great New Zealand War or The Great, yeah, it's like The Great New Zealand War or something. And um, a man wrote it and uh, it's, it's really enlightening as to what actually happened because, um, I mean, as in all wars, kind of the wrongs that you did, like as a country, they're not generally recorded as well yeah. as, you know, the triumphs and stuff like that. And he, this was like a, like a, log, like a really lifelong kind of research and look into it and he found all this information about what actually happened and the impact it has on the Māori people. Um, and... It's a really, really good book. It's yeah, I think it's called The Great New Zealand War. It's relatively recent. It's like last year. Okay. Um, yep. it'd be good. It's a long book, but it's yeah, it'd be uh, worth the read. That sounds and, fascinating. Um, yeah. Even just to kind of understand, like, I think he mentions in it that um, before settlers came, like the Maori people didn't have a um, they didn't you know like now people believe that Maori people um. It's part of who they are to kind of be like perform like domestic violence and right. be quite um, aggressive. Yeah. But that wasn't actually part of what the people were like back then. So that is that is a result of being oppressed. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so because, it really gives context. Yeah. The, you know, people just believe, oh, that's just what they're like. Yeah. You know, that's that's their culture. Like, why would we value that culture? But it's not that. Like, what we the 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 negative sides of Maori, like. Maybe the yeah the aggression or like the poverty and the decisions that sometimes they make they're not it's not Maori culture right that's just the result of being oppressed as people because there definitely is that stigmatism and yeah and it would be awesome if we could break that that would be oh yeah definitely be so cool. and yeah. yeah and I think it does just take people finding out for themselves yeah, you exactly. know why why rather than just believing that that's just how it is yeah. that's just what they've always been like because that's very kind of and a two-dimensional, ignorant kind of view to take. Yeah. This has been so good. Like, I've, I've loved talking to you about it. Um, mm. And it's really cool to hear that you're on your sort of own journey and you're finding all this out. And I can tell just the way you're talking, you're really passionate about it. So that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm really glad that you're doing something like this. It's awesome. Okay, okay. So let me share with you my piece of exciting news. Uh, so because the video was such a big hit and people really seemed to like it, uh, I got a phone call a couple of days ago and there's going to be a hui, which is a multi meeting uh, in Auckland with a group of people who work within iwi radio stations up there. And I was asked if I wanted to go and share my video at the meeting and talk a bit about why I did it. So obviously I said yes and they have very generously uh, paid for my flights and accommodation. Uh, yeah, so this Friday I am off to Auckland to present my video and uh, Yeah, pretty exciting. So sorry if the news wasn't exciting enough to stick around for but I am very excited and Hold up. 
Alright, I'm getting a I'm getting a phone call from Hemi. G'day Hemi. How you doing man? I'm doing good mate. How you doing? Yeah, good. Uh why'd you call me? Oh, no real reason, just wanted to hear your voice. But uh <laughs> other than that, I'm actually uh in the gym and you know how I often call you halfway through my workout. I'm just on my chest there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just want. I've got a multi personal trainer. Oh, okay. Um, and he 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 doesn't speak much of the of the old English language. Right, right. Gotcha. So I was just wanting to get on a whole new personal level with him as far as mm-hmm. as far as a few words. Yeah. Um. So I just want to run some words past you because you're you know you're the multi king. Yeah, keen to help out, so bro. Well, how can I, I help? Bring my main my best mate MJ and just run some words by it so I can chuck him back to him. Yeah, Does bro. That work? Yep. Sounds good. Yeah. You want me to throw the words at you? Yeah, what's the first one, bro? Well, because it's chest day, yeah. as it always is, of a Wednesday, um, I'd love to know how to say chest. Oh, too easy, man. That's poho. Yeah? It's poho. Poho. P-O-H-O. Oh. Yeah, all right. I'll try to remember that. I've got a pretty good memory, so I'll get, I'll get that one up in the memory bank. I'll yep. be on the next level with him. Uh, I've got another one to throw at you. Shoot. I just wanted to know what's the meaning of uh, knee or knees. Oh, right, right, right. So, like, just in case you've got a bung knee and you need to say, hey, my knee hurts or something. Just in case I've got 300 kilos on the shoulders, as I do <laughs> every day, and I'm down I'm down, down low and I have to yell out, yo, Takarewa, my, my knees are hurting, but the Māori word. Yeah, man, too easy, too easy. It's Turi. 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 T-U-R-I. Turi. 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 Yeah, you're going to have to roll your R's on that one. I can't do that. Turi. Turi. <laughs> yeah, I'll just yell that at him in the gym and he'll come, he probably wouldn't care. <laughs> he's a personal trainer, that's what they do. All right, I've, I've, got, I've got a couple more, is that all right? Yeah, shoot, man, let's, let's, yeah. let's help you out. Because he smells, oh, I right. just want to tell him that, hey, you smell, and he'll be like, well, how did you know that? And I'll be like, because of my nose. <laughs> but I want to know the Māori way of saying nose. <laughs> All right. Uh, pretty sure the Maori word for nose is ihu. 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 I h u. I I h u too, mate. So <laughs> let's get back to the word. I h u. Ihu. 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 I see you. Nah, he's not like that. <laughs> of course, you see his nose. He's not wearing a balaclava. <laughs> that helped me out a heap. I'm gonna finish off the set of. 100 kilo dumbbells each arm um, while I hold my phone. I'm pretty impressive like that. Just do my last five reps. Piece of cake. And uh, we'll get back to that. And we're going to have a good gym session. But thanks for your help, big guy. No worries, Hemi. Hey, Teddy Royal 25, Hemi out.